So, Alan, um, I've been listening to other podcasts lately. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> and um, one of them is, uh, and I'm not going to brag, but I've been listening to Star Wars Minute lately. I'm sorry, did you invent Star Wars or Minutes? <laughs> I invented listening to Minutes oh, of Star Wars. Oh, oh okay, people yeah. People talking uh-huh. about them. And one of the things they talk about is that the ultimate weapon in Star Wars would be a gun that shoots lightsabers. Mm-hmm. You're my fantasy expert, Alan. I, I yeah. go to you for all fantasy-related queries. In the fantasy world, what would be the equivalent? those. What's that? Is that the right kind of fantasy or? No, 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 no. Not not, not erotic fantasy, Alan. Oh. Uh, high fantasy. You know, elves and gnomes and Dungeons and Dragons type thing. What would be the ultimate fantasy weapon? Well, it would have a plus 10. <laughs> Whatever it was. Uh, well, that's a given. It'd be silvered just in case. Just in case. And it would be dipped in midichlorians because that's fucking fantasy rob <laughs> what, what are midichlorians alan i have no idea what you're talking about it's time time for a thrilling story of romance adventure mystery anything with an expired copyright it's time for another Interrupted Tale! Hello, and welcome to the show that usually ends, another episode of Interrupted Tales, the podcast where my friend and I take turns reading stories to you, the listener, while the other person constantly interrupts. As always, I am Rob, and I'm joined tonight by the vaccine to my measles, Alan. How are you, Alan? Doing good. Doing good. Excellent. No no further questions. (laughs) How good? How good? Scale of 1 to 10. Yeah, scale of 1 to 10. Well, I just watched a supercut of the original Whammy animation, so... (laughs) Whammy! Fucking good. (laughs) No whammies, no whammies, no whammies, no whammies. Nice. Well, uh, I got something else that might cheer you up, except it won't because of the story. But today we have a far-out tale of the Spaceways from the April 1952 issue of Fantastic Adventures magazine. Mm. And it's a story generically called The Chase that doesn't feature uh, Charlie Sheen or Kim Basinger. No, and it's not The Chaser by John Collier. My favorite story of all time. Oh, really? But it is publicly available, so that's got that going for it. <laughs> it's also by E.K. Jarvis, and which uh, which was a uh, what do you call it? A house name for uh, the, this was recording the co- Iron this Man publishing Mark company. suit, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, it was the house name when an author didn't want his name on the story for this publishing house. So we actually have no idea who wrote the story in real life. And it's one of about 20 people, many famous people, too. So maybe we have a gem on our hands that we found. So people have to license it from us. Right. Is that how it works with copyright? Don't really know. (laughs) Well, it's a good thing we don't need to know. That's right. Haven't bothered to look it up. (laughs) Well, there's no time for that now, because now it's time to pour yourself your favorite bottle of alcohol pills and Curl up on your floating chaise lounge while we read you this week's tale. 
Margaret was very close to death when Syl got back from the Mars run. Or did he? Because maybe it was all an implanted memory of the Recall Corporation that spelled K-A-L-L. It's a trademark thing. Don't worry about that. Uh, oh, okay. Or maybe you just listened to the sound clip. Get your ass to Mars on repeat for 12 hours straight on YouTube. No. Like I did. No. Well, it's, it's, I fell asleep. <laughs> well, you, no, you fell asleep to 12 hours? Sure, of, the internet did that, Ron. 12 hours of get your ass to Mars? That's not as good as the Enterprise no. background noise. but uh, few things are. Yeah. I like the um, Enterprise D, personally. Uh, of course, yeah. You know, different strokes for different folks. Of course. <laughs> Everybody likes the D, Rob. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, locked into that. He hurried home from the port, called her name as he entered the house, and got no answer. He found her in the bedroom. She had cut her wrists, and most of her blood had soaked into the carpet around her. Oh, God, uh, and no amount of bounty paper towels could sop it up, even their selecticized mega roll. Oh, perhaps I should have... Mentioned, uh, we've got a new sponsor, Bounty <laughs> Towels. Bounty, it's the quicker picker-upper for human blood. <laughs> I thought our new sponsor was Brawny Extreme. No, <laughs> that guy. There was. A, let's just say there was a wood chipping accident. <laughs> He's not. They don't call him Brawny anymore. What? They're oh God! <laughs> hey, you're I the one making paper towel jokes to this woman's. Dead. I was making sop jokes, Rob. <laughs> uh, it was totally based on the word sop. I think you said, you know, sop up her viscera or something. No, it was really, come, come really on. Sick, I did not say stuff. that. There was a shadow of regret in her eyes as he knelt beside her, and enough voice left for a few whispered words. Sorry, darling. Been a fool. Killed myself for him. But really. You, you, all the time. Love you. Love you. Oh, Margaret, this is, this is very hard to hear, but I love you, and I, I do think I can forgive you as long as you promise to never see him again. Now, she was dead. Uh, I take it by your stunned silence that yes, you agree, Margaret. <laughs> Now, how about we have a destination <laughs> vow renewal ceremony in the Dominican? I'm not, I'm not hearing a lot of support for the Dominican, is it? I take it by your stunned silence that you do want to go to Punta Cana. Take Turks and Caicos. What? Turks and Caicos. Who's saying Turks and Caicos? Uh, it's our Margaret, clearly. With the bounty guy? How'd you get in here? <laughs> I'm extreme bounty man. I don't wear sleeves. Oh, okay. Sill, numb to the core, knew it was too late. Nothing could be done. He groped blindly at a wad of white paper close to Margaret's outstretched fingertips, smoothed out the wad, read it. Margaret, it was fun for both of us, but it's over now. Not worth the risk, really. Sill is a violent man, and I think he's getting suspicious. Turns out I accidentally sent him a text saying, you up, and he wrote back, 
yes, and I'm definitely coming to kill you. So I'm, I'm just saying it's like, it might be a little suspicious. <laughs> he thought he meant you up for murder. You'll burn this note, of course, and then forget me like the sensible girl you are, Johnny. Because we, we do have fire in the future, right? It's not outlawed. Oh, crap. We probably, we probably outlawed it. Well, I'm sure this note will gently biodegrade over time then. <laughs> it hits Sill like a blow from a trip hammer. Trust me. I know what I'm doing. What? <laughs> Whoops. Didn't see that chord there. I'm trip hammer. Sledgehammer's clumsy <laughs> younger brother. <laughs> going for that youthful audience now. <laughs> Sledgehammer. <laughs> <laughs> Alec, quick, call Hulu. Let's get... This has is... oh got a limited run series written all over. Oh, it's oh. extremely limited. <laughs> <clears throat> Trip Hammer. Sledgehammer's younger See, tell you he never gets all the way through the catchphrase. See, that's yeah, that's 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 the thing. Yep, mm-hmm. uh-huh. yep. that's our trip. Yep, <laughs> he hadn't he hadn't suspected a thing. He'd worried a little about Margaret all alone while he was away on the Mars run three weeks at a stretch, but only about her loneliness. Never about infidelity. No, I knew her infidelity was steady as a rock. <laughs> Good old Margaret, never gonna give up on uh, infidelity. It's a constant, constant infidelity. <laughs> hey, she does what she knows. And she knows what she does. She, who she does, I think, is there what you meant to say. He got up and walked, like a drunken man, to the phone. He punched out a number and waited. Johnny. Johnny Haber, of all men. Sneaking around. Taking advantage of Margaret's loneliness. And enthusiastic agreement, don't forget that. <laughs> that he also took advantage of. Hello, Johnny. This is Sil Martin. Hi, Sil. Uh, glad you're back. How was the run? Oh, the the run. It was great. Uh, fantastic, really. Amazing that we could go around Mars and back in three weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if we if we confine the scope of this conversation to the run, then yes, nothing but positives. <laughs> Everything's coming up roses. Margaret's dead, Johnny. A gasp. Dead? Dead, you say? She got your note. Killed herself. Silence followed Sill's flat, expressionless words. Then he had something else to say. Just as flat. Just as expressionless. Fucking art of noise. (laughs) I'm going to kill you, Johnny. You're a rotten son of a bitch. I'm going to kill you. Sill put down the receiver and turned it back to the dead thing on the floor. The dead thing that had been his wife. Jesus, this is hard-boiled. And then he hung up the phone. The dead thing, made of plastic, that had been a happy dinosaur millions of years ago. Until the dinosaur cheated on her triceratops with the pterodactyl and fell into the final grasping doom of the tar pit. Don't get me started on other dead things like that magical talking tree they pulped up and wrote that note on. 
They would all pay. All of them. Did did James Elroy write for Fantastic Adventures magazine? Jesus. <laughs> the dead thing. <laughs> the floor received it like a coffin. How, he said, what they wondered. Paragraph. They've already optioned that for a three-picture deal. Two days later, Sil Martin went directly from Margaret's funeral to the offices of Trans Space Inc. and dropped his gold flight card on the dispatcher's desk. Oh, a gold flight card. Yes, sir. You'll get priority boarding immediately after the people who still use Priceline.com. Those which... people don't exist, Alan. Boarding group you. <laughs> I'm through. Take me off the payroll. It's okay, Sil. I understand. Lay off for a couple of months. Then take another flight test. Uh, yeah, one where you don't say to the instructor, Oh, God, the blood, the blood, it's everywhere. I'm going to crash this thing while still filling out your medical history form. That's what the story needed, Alan. More darkness. I'm going to say that's a conditional pass. As long as, you know, you, you go to the Dominican for a while or something. <laughs> Whoa, hey, Johnny. Come back when you feel fit. I'm through. So long. Okay, but we're, we're going to have to pay out your vacation days in frequent flyer space miles. And blackout days definitely do apply. Mm. And by blackout days, I mean space is black out there. So <laughs> there are a lot of restrictions is what I'm telling you. Sill left the office and went to the Paramount Hotel and asked for Johnny Haber. I'm sorry, Mr. Haber checked out two days ago. Did he leave any forwarding address? No, I'm sorry. Oh, no, wait. No, he, he did leave you a note. Sill, forget me like the sensible girl you are, Johnny. <laughs> P.S. Well, it, it worked the first time. You can't blame a guy for trying. Well, actually, you did blame a guy for trying. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand the context, sir, but that's the note he left. <laughs> it was only now that Sill remembered his phone call. A silly thing to do, but men do silly things under the impact of a great shock. <laughs> He'd called and warned Johnny. Oh, yes, what a silly puss he was. Just a ditzy goose to say the wrong thing during his vengeance manifesto call. <laughs> oh, I shouldn't have been drinking that Manhattan at the same time I threatened to kill, disembowel that man. Oh, foolishly <laughs> gabby of him. <laughs> of course Johnny had checked out. He'd have been a fool not to. Sill went to the baggage room and gave the head rouster a $5 bill. John Haber? I don't know. Wait, I'll look. The rouster checked the out sheet. Oh, uh, yeah, it says here, uh, it's the fucking future and we'd be wiping our asses <laughs> with $5 bills. Except we invented ass-wiping robots to do that for us, <laughs> is what it says right here. It's called Pooba. And it goes around the house looking for people's asses to wipe. Oh, Pooba. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> yeah, well, no one else will, so let's cut that. Uh-huh. Here it is. Galactic lines, direct to the spaceport. The girl Galactic had red fingernails. Red, like my wife's blood. It, it's not the same without the typewriter sound. Like, that doesn't... 
Coke good. can on a ceramic mug did not <laughs> do what I was hoping. One of them ran down a page of her record book and brought a smile to a crimson gash of a mouth. Crimson. Also like my wife's blood. <laughs> Similar. A John Haber was on the passenger list of the Orion, she said brightly. Out for Venus, 18 hours ago. What else have you got for Venus? Well, we've got a three-blade flexi ball, a five-blade platinum extra smooth. <laughs> I'm your Venus. I'm your fire. The Shaving great... legs. Yep. <laughs> they the should great... remind you, shouldn't they? <laughs> yeah, just what it's about. I agree. Yeah. They always <laughs> change the words in commercials for any product to make to be about that product. The Great Bear. Blast off tomorrow at 6 a.m. Accommodations for one. But crippling emotional baggage for two. <laughs> Unless it costs extra, and then I'll just... I'll, I'll try to carry it on, on my person. I may need an extra bag for ennui. What's the fee? $10? Now oh, that's a lot of money nowadays. It's a, it's no, <laughs> sir, it isn't. <laughs> the great bear roared into Venusian slips and nosed through the tunnel past the air gates that held the heat of the planet at bay. Sil Martin disembarked with a glow of satisfaction. He's gonna kill him after <laughs> all. Dun, 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 dun. Freeze frame. Sill with a knife. <laughs> Johnny Haber had been a fool to come here. New London, under the plexiglass heat guard, was of necessity a small city. A plexiglass dome, you say? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, our scientists created complex models of surface conditions and then tested it by throwing a popomatic bubble into a toaster oven, and uh, you'll be fine. <laughs> I think glass heat shield on Venus is the greatest idea ever. Go, go move there. Let's all go. Come on. It does not sound, let's say, airtight. It sounds a <laughs> bit more like you would describe... How do you protect a salad bar? No, 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 no. We build the dome and we put it down and then we just, we kind of push the dirt to fill in the corners that uh, aren't quite covered up. It's going to work. Okay. A man couldn't hide very long in New London. In fact, there were only two hotels. Sill got the wrong one first. No check-ins at all off the Orion. Sorry. At the second hotel, uh, Mr. Pratt, a tall, dark gentleman... A salesman, I believe, for a soap company. At least I inferred that when he said, Call me if you're dirty, and I'll let you sample my goods. It's the only thing he could have been talking about. What else could it be about? <laughs> By the way, fantastic tour of accents among the blue-collar set. Well, it, amongst our solar system. Yes, well, it's, it's an array of peoples whose okay. accent I can do. Sill was puzzled. Then he went back to the port and made inquiry. Was there an inbound ship between the arrivals of the Orion and the Great Bear? One, sir. An ore freighter for Saturn, with two stops scheduled in the asteroids. The first at Station 7, the second at the uranium depot on 26. And maybe a stop at the Cracker Barrel on Europa, but only if the passengers had been quiet and were making good time. Ah, they're just going to spend all their time in the gift shop, and then you're going to try to get them back in the bus. It's going to be a nightmare. That's fine. I'm trying to get them to bring back the pine 
pinch potatoes. <laughs> what? Oh, you don't know what pine pitch potatoes are? I do not know what pine pitch potatoes are. Well, somebody's not a cracker bitter. Aficionado. <laughs> Sill's bitter disappointment did not show. I was hoping this brutal vengeance, that's my only reason for living, would be brief and unsatisfying. Well, sounds like everything's working out then. It could have only been a casual inquiry. But behind an immobile face, his mind worked swiftly. Johnny had been clever. He'd known of that freighter even before he'd left Terra. Sills should have inquired, too. He should have known Johnny would never bottle himself up in New London. But regardless, the time had come for a gamble. Where's your nearest space cock fighting ring? <laughs> Wait, is it because... No, don't, don't ask that. Don't ask that. Chickens in space. Nope. Or, is it space cocks? Or space chickens. Yeah, space cocks. That's uh... the, the eternal question. <laughs> Swiftly, Sill made his bet. Johnny would not stop at either of the asteroid stations. They were even smaller bottles than New London. What have you got for Saturn in the near future? Nothing direct. Horizons Unlimited has a passenger shell out from Mars in three days. You can effect a transfer there. That's the best I can do? The very best. Yes, warm towels and complimentary hydrogen. Oxygen is extra. <laughs> and also limited. Get your reservation in now. I'll take accommodations for one. Fucking business class. <laughs> it's so, don't get me started on scam. business. It's such a scam. Oh, it's the worst. It's ridiculous. Oh, don't. Thus began a chase that drained Sil Martin of every dollar he had. All 378 of them, a fortune. <laughs> Lost. <laughs> if only I hadn't given that guy five dollars. He didn't even help me. It's a bad investment. For two years he rode the space lanes, up and down and back again. For two years Johnny Haber eluded him, once by a matter of 18 minutes. On that occasion... Sill stood on the observation deck at Port Fremont, Ganymede, and watched Johnny Haber's ship flash away into the night sky. His ship. Wait, there's some kind of leak coming out of their fuel thruster. His ship is its veering wildly. Is my vengeance finally at hand? Uh, oh, no, he's, he's space riding a penis. <laughs> <clears throat> if you look at it just right, it's, a, it's not a penis. It's actually a middle finger. Maybe that's what he meant. Nope, nope, nope. Now he's got drops of something. Yeah, that's a penis. That's a penis. Okay, sorry. I was giving him the benefit of the doubt. He stopped, finally, on Mars, and went to work on a construction job. As soon as he had ship fare to Luna, he quit his job and booked passage. Another year passed, and Sill's mind had gone into a strange, monotonous channel. Time to make the kill nuts. Hey, young kids, if you didn't get the Trip Hammer joke, you're gonna love this joke it's about a, the Dunkin' Donuts guy that's right. from literally 40 years ago. A commercial starring a guy who died 10 years before you were born. <laughs> that's a reference. Oh, boy. I thought Strange Monotonous Channel, you'd go for something on YouTube. I think you're thinking of FGTV, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Time to make the kill nuts. Yeah, I wish. He didn't do much thinking anymore. Not even of Margaret. He ate, slept, 
studied space schedules, and became a genius of worming information out of unsuspecting clerks, rousters, and space personnel. A genius, you say? <laughs> uh, every single person has volunteered the maximum amount of information possible. Yes. It is like reverse data privacy. But thus lies his genius, Alan. He got it out of them with just one question each. Come on. The results speak for themselves. Yeah, he'd be very good at Sherlock Holmes consulting detective. <laughs> Sil Martin went to Space 5E and found out everything he needed to know. Meanwhile, you went to 40 fucking five spaces. <laughs> I, I wanted to talk to Porky. No, uh, still intuited based on the space construction lanes exactly <laughs> where Johnny Haber was. Johnny Haber changed his name three times. The first alias threw Sill off for two months, sent him back to Venus, where he discovered his mistake. Uh, could you check again? There should be a record. Uh, yeah, the name is Baroness Ima Von My Way to Venus. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Baroness Ima Von My Way to Venus. Yes, yeah, so he's very crafty. <laughs> He worked in a restaurant for six weeks in order to get enough money to correct his error. Sill, I'm I'm sorry. I, I gotta let you go. When a patron asks you what you'd recommend, you can't say a lifelong quest in search of absolution ending in a sacrifice of the flesh of the damned. It's not even on our chef specials list. But yes, yes, the, the Caesar salad is comparable to that. Go with that. Go with that, Sill. Then he went back to Terra nosed around for a week, and picked up the trail again. Occasionally, stranded on some planet, set down broke in a mining camp on an asteroid, Sil would look up into the sky and wonder, why doesn't he give up? He must know I'll get him some day. He must know the universe isn't big enough to hold both of us. And yet they make over 40 flavors of Mountain Dew, so <laughs> what do I know? <laughs> why does he keep running away? He could pull up and wait and... It would all be over in a few seconds. Wouldn't that be better than running like a rabbit for a year? Two years? Three? Five? But Johnny Haber did not stop. He too ran out of funds. He too was forced into employment in order to continue his flight from the hound in internal pursuit. Uh, okay, I see here, Mr. Johan Habernus. Uh, you put down your salary requirements as... Enough money to avoid being murdered. And I'm just wondering how flexible you can be on that. <laughs> can you describe the type of murder you're possibly expecting? That would, that would help me. Listen, our benefits do not cover... No, no, you got to work here at least two years before that you got to be <laughs> vested before our policy covers premeditated murder. Yeah, it's only meditated murder, unfortunately. <laughs> but he evidently developed a craftiness of his own. Possibly the urge for survival, but an instinct into him. A sixth sense, because in order to elude Sill, he must at times have gotten up from the middle of sleep and fled for no apparent reason. And once, none too soon, because Sill tiptoed in to find the impression of Johnny's head still in a pillow. Hey, Phil, how's it going? <laughs> still got some feathers in my mouth. Sorry I killed your wife. <laughs> That's your impression of Johnny's head. Still, Still in a pillow. Sill aged. He noticed one morning that he'd grown quite gray at the temples. 
He found new lines in his face, deeper crow's feet at the corner of his eyes. And then the phone calls from the Assassin's Guild just stopped coming. All they want is young assassins who kill within days now. There's no respect for the old ways of totally fucking up for years at a time to heighten the tension anymore. We call it Count of Monte Cristo style. There's there's certain amount of uh, respect to be had in a long-term plan, Alan. Powdered sugar on top. That's what I think of it as. That does make it more delicious <laughs> on a Monte Cristo. But he noted these things only in passing. Scarcely gave them any thought save a silent question. I wonder what Johnny looks like by now. Well, alive, definitely. <laughs> Mobile, potentially. Probably. That was at the end of seven years. And his mind had dulled down a great deal in all things save those which had to do with the chase. Relative to the chase, he became keener as time went on. During the seventh year, Sill had a stroke of good fortune, or rather, an occurrence he rated thus. He was almost burned to death in a jet backfire on the Kentuckian out of Luna. Ah, the Kentuckian, Rob. <laughs> Have you ever seen the Kentuckian? I haven't, actually. Let me just read you a description hmm. from imdb okay a delicious love story oh all right. centered around a single father attempting to raise his son despite the temptations of liquor and women oh that sounds delicious lancaster shines as the stable and regal frontiersman fending off the seductions of walter <laughs> maddow <laughs> and lewd <laughs> desires I was like, uh, I I think they're probably some guns, and they're probably on a corral. Yeah, sure. Right. Nope. And hope it's Walter Matthau. Walter Matthau and Lude Desires. Burt Lancaster. Kind of makes you need to see the Kentuckian, doesn't it? I'm way more interested in it now, for sure. Wow. The burns. <laughs> I'm going to get back to the uh, the happy story of his good luck getting completely almost burned to death. By a rocket. <clears throat> the Burns put him in a hospital for five months, but also gave him a $10,000 bank account when the check for personal damages finally came through. If you've suffered injury from jet backfire mm. or think jet backfire has given you mesothelioma, <laughs> you have a lawyer. Call Science and Captain Kirk or go to www.youhaveallawyerandprobablymesothelioma.com. <laughs> Did you buy that already? <laughs> We're going to, you know, we got it. We got it. Are you kidding? Lady Law has that camped out. <laughs> Lady Law, if you have mes mesothelioma and need legal help, go to ladylaw.com. If you think you have mesothelioma caused by a cosmic ray invading the center of the earth and causing the mole people to come out and devour your liver, uh, call Lady Law. <laughs> Ladylaw.com. If you like motorcycles that fly and also you have fibromyalgia, <laughs> call ladylaw.com. You know, most people don't know that fibromyalgia is caused by flying motorcycles. If you thought vampires and werewolves aren't as sexy as mummies oh. and you have sciatica, call ladylaw.com. <laughs> 
The money turned the balance of the chase in Sill's favor. Penniless, eternally harassed. The dust and diamond of the Starways. <laughs> yeah, but sooner or later, you got to sit back and think, do I deserve this? And the answer is yes. Sure. Johnny had need of superhuman instincts to fend off the hound. He did an able job of it after Sill again picked up his trail on Jupiter. He escaped the last minute to the asteroids and went deep into the mines to man a rock blaster and earn spacefare to keep on eluding Sill Martin. Uh, okay, yeah, so I've done space mining before, so I just take this jackhammer and... Uh, 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 rock blaster. Uh, uh, okay, rock blaster, and I move the ore with my shovel here, and then it's... Uh... Anti-grav lifter. Oh, anti-grav, that's convenient. How do I uh, turn that on, then? It's, uh... Oh, oh no, 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 it's self-powered anti-gravity. You lift it anti-gravity. Y- you see how that works? Yeah, I see. He came, top si- he came topside for a rest and stood watching the freighter take on a last scoop before closing ports. At the final instant, without apparent reason, Johnny piled in after the oar. The port closed. The freighter blasted off. That's a bad idea. That's like stowing away with airplane luggage, except less of everything. The, uh, the heat. <laughs> yep. The breathing. No, wait, wait sorry. There's... Actually, more of the cosmic radiation. Hmm. That does the, tip the balance the other direction. Yeah, kind of. I Might guess. keep you warm for a moment. Sure. Two hours later, Sil Martin rode in on a new superliner of the Silver Fleet. But an empty pocketbook can't beat a full one. Says Consumerism Reports magazine. <laughs> Just every issue is. You should spend more money. <laughs> Five circles. You know, you can't make money without spending money. Even the breaks, it seems, turn over in favor of the moneyed man. Johnny hove into Mars a few months later. Knowing Sill was not two days behind him, he had his course charted and was due to make connections with a fresh vegetable shell kiting immediately for Jupiter. (laughs) Nothing says fresh like locally sourced (laughs) vegetables from... 3.68 3.68 astronomical units hey, away. Hey, Alan, they, they cryogenically freeze it right after they pick it. It's it's the best you could possibly get on Jupiter. It's farm to spaceship to the <laughs> depths of space to table. <laughs> but the fates thwarted Johnny. A sharp-eyed inspector canceled the stamps on half the shell's load, and the captain turned back his invoices. The balance of the load wouldn't cover expenses. Oh, my God, was... Wait, was that sex? No. Did people just have sex there? I don't understand the future, Rob. In, I don't know. In, no, it's all it's all virtual in the future. What happened with the show's load? And what did the captain? Well, the the inspector canceled the stamps, Alan. What with the balance of the load wouldn't cover what? The stamps were really expensive, apparently. Look, I don't have time to explain future economy to you. What's that one special stamp called? The penny. Penny farthing? No. No. The one with the airplane upside down? Maybe. Penny black. Penny black. That doesn't fit. Stamp of all. So for some reason, my brain was like, wow. Hey, if you remember that name of that stamp, <laughs> be I bet it's dirty here. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you thinking, dude? So Johnny dropped from his inbound shell and ran to the blast off ramp to find the Jupiter ship bolted to the stays. Johnny was trapped on Mars. Like Matt Damon and 
Doom guy. At least Doom guy has company. I mean, there's there are sure. organs on the outside of the body, but at least that's something. You know, when you when it comes down to narrative, I thought Doom guy had a lot more interesting take on how to stay alive on Mars. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you get a BFG and you uh, kill monsters. That's forget these potatoes. I yeah. I want to kill some caco demons. <laughs> Sil Martin came in two days later and went through the bloodhound routine he could now do in his sleep. No ships out. That locked up the skies. Ugh, sounds crappy like you get a hotel in the financial district and there's nothing after dark but <sighs> Aubon Ponds that closed at 6.30 p.m. Oh, so many times. Oh, that's wait. Oh, I, I heard there's a Smashburger near... Oh, that's, that closed down months ago. Oh, jeez. The hotel check revealed the arrival of two female travelers. No more. 24 hours later, Syl discovered the panic into which Johnny had fallen. Without money to hire transportation from New Trier to Highland, the second spaceport city on Mars, a man with a pack on his back had gone out of the west exit of the city to try for Highland on foot. Oh, he's got a backpack. Yeah, that's, that's very helpful for the atmospheric quirkiness of mars <laughs> it's all you need a backpack and some grit sure you want to travel light those oxygen tanks are just gonna weigh you down and luckily you weigh 13 percent less on mars right something, sure yeah. yeah sure something like that it was an almost suicidal move the cape heart swamps barred the way and these swamps were inhabited by the three-legged lorns a bloodthirsty race who killed for the joy of killing. But man, were they ever great at sack racing. <laughs> oh, that's cheating. It's one person. Hey, listen, if you're genetically bred to win in a sack race, that's, that's just your good luck during an office picnic. The Lorns had never been brought to book by the universe police because of the <laughs> nature... They really, it was really close to lunch when uh, the police squad was deciding to name themselves. Yeah, and I guess so, so. Yeah, they ended yeah. up with Universe Police and and, uh, and an asterisk next to it saying, we'll, think, we'll, we'll, we'll update this later. <laughs> what a big jurisdiction they got. What's your beat? The Universe. Well, let's uh, we'll see you in a few years. <laughs> matter and anti-matter? Wow, you guys. Must be a lot of cases. Listen, you think you got a pet. You should see the multiverse police. Those guys, <laughs> they don't get vacation days until two years in. Uh, the Lawrence had never been brought to book by the universe police uh, because of the nature of the swamp in which they lived. They could have been eliminated only by blasting away the swamp itself. And this would have been an expensive undertaking. Uh, space politicians always promising to blast away the swamp. <laughs> Oh, boy, if you set that to music, uh, we've got a great Capital Steps sketch ready. Uh, Capital Critters, I think, is... Uh, Capital Critters was a cartoon. Cop Rock. Cop Rock. So to date, they had been left to themselves. They never ventured out of their own area, and crossing the swamp had, at one time or another, been the ambition of members of the Adventurers Clubs. It was on record that only two of these... I, I, hey, kids! If you didn't get the trip hammer joke and you weren't sure about the time to make the donuts joke, we got you back. 
That's right. Capital Critters. We got you back. It's hey, remember choice. Stephen Bochco? He showed butts. Hey, remember Duckman? Come on. <laughs> When's that coming back? It was on record that only two of these hardy individualists had gotten through. Uh, so they kill for the joy of killing, mm -hmm. but they never leave the swamp. So they just wait solely for adventurers to come by like mimics, just hanging out in dungeons. Yeah. So some greedy little bastard comes along. They don't eat. They don't need to eat that much. So really, they they're prepared to wait. Sill pondered this as he prepared to follow Johnny. Could the fugitive make it? Sill wondered. He was still wondering as he went out the west exit, waved a hand at the gateman, and faded off into the swamp. Have fun storming the swamps. <laughs> Do you think they'll make it? I, don't I hope that for Fred Savage's sake. <laughs> he followed his compass through the thick red vegetation for half a day, and the compass line never varied six inches from the path broken by Johnny Martin plodding on ahead. Six inches? That still is a master tracker, or Johnny had a lot of breadcrumbs. It's a toss-up. <laughs> Sill did not let down for an instant. Thus, when the first lorn dropped like a blue shadow from a branch overhead, Sill jumped backward and cut the creature in two with the ray gun he clutched in his right fist. I guess you could say goodbye to your better half, like I had to. <laughs> Sorry, I know I know that must be very confusing to hear just as you're dying, but I need to practice. He's just more confused. That's cruel. I know you're an alien species not familiar with my backstory, <laughs> but I don't get to do this very often. Uh, help me. Oh, you speak English? Help That's, me. <laughs> it's even more confusing to you now, I bet. You're standing on my hand. How do you even feel it? I've got three of them. You're standing on all of them. <laughs> and, they're, and they're all holding spoons with eggs. <laughs> they go all in, Rob. They That's, really, really want to own if that If there's picnic. one thing that they have joy in more than killing, it's in picnic games. <laughs> he stepped over the puddle of gray ooze that ran from the Lorne's body and went on his way. Two hours later, he killed another one. One of the many he knew were watching him from behind the crimson trees and bushes. Overwhelm him with sheer numbers over a several-month period. <laughs> he's, he's only going to get slower, Alan. So uh, These are like the NPCs in a, an Assassin's Creed game, you know? <laughs> it's like, I'm watching you, I'm watching you, but my buddy's... My buddy's... Oh, what, my buddy's gone. Now I'm going to hit you. <laughs> Oh, we, we see you. We're following you. Oh, wait. You stopped walking. We can't see you anymore. Well, they yeah, they have limited AI, but... At least they have them, unlike Fallout 76. Am I right? Huh? Maybe huh? you didn't hear the expansion that huh? brings uh -huh. NPCs to their game. <laughs> A year later. <laughs> they were there the whole time. Ooh. You just had to imagine them. Oh. Yeah. And other people playing the game, too. The friends we made along the way. <laughs> a short time later, he heard a cry. They had Johnny. Sill's alertness increased as the soft, obscene chuckles around him swelled in volume and then faded away. The Lorns he knew were no longer watching him. They had gone on ahead to share in the fun of torturing an alien creature to death. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah. Well, no. Unless... 
I told you the alien was Jar Jar. Oh, wow. It's baby. Oh. And the father is macking me. Oh, okay. It all ends up as a wash then. Good. The movie, not the alien. Well, well, I can live with it. Okay. It would be a night-long ceremony. Johnny would not die until morning. But by that time, he wouldn't look like Johnny anymore. Well, the forbidden carrot top ceremony. (laughs) The horrendous Kenny Rogers ritual. And followed by the Jennifer Grey Memorial. The terrifying Zellweger prophecy. (laughs) Zellweger! Oh, have you seen Kenny Loggins? The Kenny Loggins (laughs) mystery. (laughs) What is it? It used to be Kenny Loggins, but now... The Nicole Kidman five no. years ago, but it turned out she's okay now, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Miracle. It, it, yeah, that is. <laughs> yes. Well done. Yeah. Sill moved swiftly forward. Daylight faded, and soon he could see the fire blazing in a circle, the post set in the center of it. Johnny Martin. He had changed. Sill was surprised to see how much Johnny had changed. His hair was pure white. His face, tanned the color of old leather, was nonetheless haggard. Well, of course. (laughs) And his expression was that of a man who no longer cared very much. The Interrupted Tales Listener Syndrome. (laughs) It's good to laugh at ourselves. Somebody has to. Somebody has to. (laughs) I mean. (laughs) Sill raised his gun. Johnny Martin's head settled into the sights. But a question stayed Sill's finger. A strange, inane question. Why do I want to kill him? Seven years. Now, at the last moment, he had to stop and remember. As did the narrators. Right. Started this quite a while ago. There was a rocket. And something a note, a wad of something, paper towels. I'm pretty sure, yeah, that's right. Okay, right. Yep. It started with her using paper towels. She yep. used the wrong paper, she bought the non selecta size. That How was could it. She? And now his a revenge, betrayal. His, his path to revenge is set. That's it. There had been a girl, his wife, Margaret. Odd that he hadn't thought of her for so many months, and now thinking of her. It was to remember she had been untrue. Maybelline-esque, to put it another way. Mm. She could have started by doing the things that she used to do, Rob, but she didn't start. (laughs) She stopped. Maybe it's Maybelline. Nope, that's unrelated. I have no idea what you're talking about, then. Oh, Maybelline, why can't you be true? Oh, right. Okay. Hey, kids, Capital Critters, too obvious a reference for you. Let's go back another 30 years. Let's go back to 1958 for a little bit of Maybelline. Why hadn't that been important back on Terra seven years before? Now, with Johnny Martin's head in a gun sight, it became very important. Really? Not during the multiple years of back-breaking manual labor leading to perpetual Blacklog, but now that we could have a conclusion. <laughs> nope, nope. 
It's got a little more space to fill in this magazine, so it's going to have to think about this for a moment. We'll we'll see. Sill holstered his gun and took a handful of small bombs from his pack. He flipped one into the nearest group of Lorns. The creatures went up in a quick blaze of flame. The bombs continued to fly here and there, doing deadly work, spreading death, destruction, panic. And you get a small bomb, and you get a small bomb. (laughs) Small bombs! Everybody look under your chair for a ray gun! (laughs) Uh, I speak for the Lorns, and we would prefer less small bobs. At the right moment, Syl rushed the pole in the center of the circle. He cut Johnny's bonds, gave him a gun. Uh, okay, now I feel like I should set some ground rules on using that gun, but, uh, no, it'll be fine. (laughs) What could go wrong? Been wigging it for 13 years now. Why stop now? Let's go. The way we came in. Back to back. They covered quite a distance before the Lorns reorganized and came streaming after them. But the bombs held out and the, the gray ooze marked a twisting path back toward New Trier. They made it in the early morning light. Yeah, I wouldn't call it a friendship exactly, but... You know, when you commit genocide with someone, it really draws you close together. Oh, those are the bonds that that nothing can break except maybe a war crimes trial. Yeah, the tribunals have a way of breaking. Actually, they don't very often, to be honest. (laughs) You're right. Not often enough. not, Not very often. They should have been men with a lot to talk about, but very little was said. I mean, neither of them actually got shot, so the... Conversations probably like uh, two consultants talking about which airports they like flying out of best. Uh, yeah, see, yeah, like Mars Terminal because yeah. uh, they got a pot bellies right next to all oh. the gates. Oh, it's great! And you can smell the second you walk in, you smell it. And you know you're in the right terminal. And and what's great is they don't fly to Midway; they fly to O'Hare. That's much better. Oh, have you ever been out to the? Uh, titan terminal where they gotta they gotta bus you between there and jupiter they're still using buses what year is this 2053 oh and i never get an upgrade hey you know what you want an upgrade you tell the guy on the second hotel in new london that you're a salesman for a soap company (laughs) works every house all the way baby (laughs) bravo they slept in the same room and the following morning, Syl asked, You want to go back to Terra? Yes. Broke. Stone broke. They parted company at the Terran port with brief nods. Syl went directly to his home, the bungalow he still owned and had not seen for seven years. He unlocked the door and went inside. All was mustiness, solitude, loneliness. Fire spills. Fio spills. Also Fio spills. I shouldn't have kept the movie package. <laughs> I mean, basic. Okay, maybe. You don't want to have them uninst- do it and then you got to pay for the reinstallation. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. TMC Venus, I don't even speak Venusian. I don't. Uh, they got the subtitles now. It's better. But they don't have the HD TMC Venus. That's oh, the problem. Geez, really, not really not worth it. Really not worth it. He went through the rooms one by one and came finally to the bedroom where she had died. The shades were drawn. The room was dim and he could not see the dark stains on the floor. In fact, he kept his eyes averted. 
Room so dim you won't see the bloodstains does not look great <laughs> on a Redfin description. <laughs> no, but on an Airbnb, it does mean you're probably going to get a good deal. Well, if you keep your eyes averted, <laughs> you get a discount. It's like staying at a La Quinta. Just keep your eyes averted at all times, and you should be okay. <laughs> Consultant jokes. Do do La Quinta. He sat down on the bed, absorbing the silence, the memories. Outside the window, a bird chirped. Inside seemed the faintest aroma of her perfume still clung. Her signature scent. That month's birch box. <laughs> All those things kind of just mixed up together. Yep, collecting dust. Sure does. After an hour, Johnny got up and left the room and went to the street. He was gone for some time. When he returned, his shoulders drooped, his step lagged. He sat again on the bed and lived with the memories. Misty watercolored memories of the way we were when we were previously both alive. <laughs> In a few minutes, two men entered the room. Sill stared at them dully and made no move. One of the men said, Stay where you are. You're under arrest. Witnesses just saw you shoot John Haber to death on the sidewalk in front of his house. Yes, they saw you at John Haber's house, son. 448, no such thing as abandoned property lane. All the neighbors saw it and definitely recognized him. And also you. <laughs> and by neighbors, I mean raccoons. But they're really smart now, because it's the future. Photographic memories. <laughs> and lifespans, uh, obviously over seven years. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's a nightmare right there. You won't need witnesses. So Martin said, I'll plead guilty. Do you want the confession now, or shall we wait till we get to headquarters? Uh, yeah, you could just make a mental hologram on the way to the bio incinerator like all the other misdemeanor violators, princess. That's right, it's a crazy dystopia, and you didn't even notice. Zing! The end. <laughs> That was, a, that was an uplifting tale. They did lift. <laughs> and then they they went down in the trajectory as well. Multiple times, I think. I, I, I have to ask, despite all that up and down, you know, what what are, what are we learning from this? What is the moral of this story? I would say the moral is take the time. Write your own suicide notes. Don't. <laughs> Don't have somebody else do that for you. Yeah, don't sit there banking on the thought that maybe he'll show up in my last 15, 20 seconds. What do you think the moral of the story is, Ron? I think the moral of the story for me is uh, you can easily turn your hard-boiled crime story that you sold to one magazine into a science fiction story by adding a lot of planet names. Oh. Not quite a moral. But a lesson that's good to learn for all you budding writers out there. Okay, uh, I have one character. She's uh, a preteen girl who is on the cusp of discovering that there is no real magic in the world. 
what would you what would you call her? Fanta Naranja. I also have a Don Trotten horse wrangler. Is just living to see the next day until he can retire. What what would you call him? Uh, Narby Crimsnatch. Okay, and mm-hmm. uh, finally the hair. There's the heroine of the story, uh, uh, elderly woman who uh, has lost all. Uh, her children and grandchildren to uh, the horrors of war and uh, has only the memories of the past to guide her. Uh, what would you call her? Fizz Marquis. I, I, think, I think you've got yourself a Kindle Direct success there, Rob. Look for the, the Space is a Lonely Hunter coming soon for 99 cents as a Kindle single. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, that about wraps it up for this week's episode. Um, We hope you'll tune in next time for another exciting Interrupted. Then he said if I would like to rub-a-dub-dub with his soap on a rope, (laughs) he would be very happy to show me the rest of his Irish spring. thinking about asking our listeners popping them a big question okay it's it's not an easy one i think now is the time for us to both get on our knees and look deep deep into our listeners ears and what and ask them sincerely and with conviction will you rate and review us on itunes okay we're on our knees where are their ears (laughs) they're gonna have to bend down too everyone get on your knees Okay, wait a minute. I don't think we want to ask our <laughs> listeners to do that. You know what I think we do want to ask them to do? What? Is to please go to iTunes, rate and review the podcast. If you like what we do, help us out. It's free for you. It's a great thing for us. Rob, can you say anything else without making inappropriate requests from our audience? You can rate and review us on any of the other services too. Google Play, they're awesome. Whether you do it on your knees or not, I leave it up to you. That's your business. Thank you, folks. We appreciate it. Thank you.